This episode of the Retailist Podcast is brought to you by Germono Advertising Company. Germono Advertising Company helps alleviate the burden of marketing and advertising for growing businesses. They combine their expertise in traditional advertising and social media marketing to guide their clients on a clear path to grow their business. Uh, today's <laughs> guest is Jenny Crandon, uh, our very own new senior vice president. Uh, Jenny, welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. So why don't have we you start on. with, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit of your background um, before you joined Retail Alliance? Absolutely. Um, so basically, I come from the Main Street world. So I have worked with a lot of entrepreneurs, small business owners. And basically, for the last 16 years, I've been doing downtown revitalization. But when you're in the Main Street world, that encompasses a lot of things. So think um, event planning, nonprofit management marketing, PR, budget management, grant writing, developing grant programs, um, partnering with local um, organizations, as well as being the liaison to um, your, your government officials. Um, it basically includes a lot of different hats. And, and overall, it leads to, you know, an overall economic development strategy. Right. That sounds uh, like a busy job. It was. <laughs> it was a very busy job. So you I love it. I did. to our team. Well, how long have you been here now? A couple of weeks? Three weeks? I am on week three. Three. Oh. So, so just just long enough yes. to get a, a you know, either being thrown in the deep end or get a bit of a taste of what you're gonna be doing. No, I'm treading. Okay. There you go. <laughs> deep end. <laughs> So can you explain a little bit about your role? Because it is a new role at Retail Alliance. It is. So, you know, I'm not unfamiliar to Retail Alliance. As you all know, I've been serving on the board of directors for, I think it's been about four years now. So I was um, actually up, I think, to be renewed when I was offered this position. So um, in, in Retail Alliance world, I've served in a, different, a few different capacities. So I was um, on the legislative committee and was the legislative chair um, for two years. And that actually then lateraled me over to be the, the co-chair of the Virginia Retail Federation. So I worked on the legislative side, um, very much enjoyed that in advocating for um, positive policy for business here in Virginia, particularly related to our retailers and our members. And then I also served on the membership um, committee which was great because um, my first foray into downtown revitalization, that's what I did is I sold memberships and it's a really hard job. So um, I completely understand what that's like and, and also working with members and entrepreneurs and small business owners. And one of the things people probably just don't realize is the, the time factor. Um, you know, they have no time for basically anything because they're immersed so much into their business 24 seven, you know, that old phrase, the, the cobbler's children have no shoes. Um, that's basically still what it is today, you know, for retailers. It's it's a constant job. It's a constant work. And I have such a high respect for those who, who own their business. So um, that's been what I, you know, have been doing at first at Retail Alliance and my, mm -hmm. my new role now as um, senior vice president, I've been asked to come in and do my own internal assessment. So to dive into all four business models and, um, and look at each department and get to know everyone and immerse and listen and learn. And that's really a large part of it, right? So 
you guys have been doing this job for a long time and I've been in now two and a half weeks. So um, I have a lot you know, to learn. Yeah, a lot to learn from you all. And I, I think what'll be the most fun is that, you know, we will we will learn from each other. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's what I, I really look forward to. Excellent. Okay, so, so you mentioned, oh, I was just going to just following up on that. You um, you mentioned the four business units. There's, yeah. there's a, quite a few people who probably don't realize that we have these different businesses. Are you able at this point in time to do like an elevated speech <laughs> on <laughs> four? I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the way that I see it is that when I think of Retail Alliance itself in general, um, my elevator pitch would be that we are a nearly 120-year trusted resource for retailers in the Hampton Roads region. And as relevant as we were 120 years ago, we are still relevant today. And we are morphing um, as we speak, trying to always make sure that we are providing the right services to our businesses, connecting them with each other, and finding new ways to facilitate and support them also from the educational standpoint. Um, So if you're not a member of Retail Alliance, you're missing out. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, join us. (laughs) That wasn't bad at all. No. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to ask a little bit about um, when you were first approached about this position, uh, what made you want to join uh, the Retail Alliance team? That's a really good question, Joey. Um, you know, in all honesty, I absolutely loved where I was working for the Main Street Preservation Trust in Gloucester. But I think, you know, as true as it is with, with anyone that's um, an executive director or a CEO, there's, there's a time in which it's time for you to move on. And maybe you feel like you've done just about all you could possibly do there. And um, personally, I was ready for a change and a new challenge and a new chapter. And um, this just really seemed like a perfect fit for me. I won't lie. It's, it's a big step. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I felt like I was also coming in like with you all and the rest of the team, such a very strong team that I felt like I had the right people around me to be able to take this on. And, and hopefully take this organization um, to the next level. Awesome. <laughs> yes. So, Kylie, do you want me to finish my elevator pitches? I was going to say, yeah. Oh, yeah. You still have three to go. Okay. You still have three to go, right? Okay. So let's talk about the foundation. So the Retail Alliance Foundation is our 501c3 foundation that basically is your home for education for retailers. We offer a certificate in retail operations class. It is a 14-week way to immerse, cohort, and dive into writing a business plan. Whether you're a new emerging business, I'm just thinking about it, or you've been working in your business for 10 years and you're looking to scale up and potentially grow, this is a great way to vet out that business plan. So when you think education, think about the Retail Alliance Foundation. Excellent. All right, two more. You're okay. quiet. No, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So the next one is the Virginia Retail Federation, which in essence is our political action committee, and we are one half to that. The other half is um, retail um, merchants out of Richmond, and in essence, we do um, support and advocate and represent all business related to retail in the state of Virginia. If there is public policy that is positive for business, we are aligning with it. 
and we are supporting it. If there is public policy that is not supportive to local business, we will fight against it. So in order for you to be represented, you need to be a member of Retail Alliance and we welcome that. But know that at the General Assembly, we have two amazing lobbyists that are fighting for you every day. In fact, today as we speak, because session has started. All right, and there's only one right. more to go. One more yeah. to go. This is the hard one. Yes. So <laughs> Business Solutions, which probably most of you don't know about, is our for-profit company. And when I date back that 120 years, that's actually how Retail Alliance started. We were a credit Bureau. Um, so back in the day, I believe I've been told the fun stories of when they were located, I believe it was on Granby Street, you know, horse and buggy days, if you mm -hmm. were down at the feed store, and, you know, let's say Joe wanted to give um, Jim some credit, you know, to buy feed for his horses, he would come down the street and go into the retail alliance at the time, and they'd pilfer through their file cabinet and get out Jim's credit report and say yeah. yay or nay. And um, still today, um, as relevant as that was, it, it still is today. It, it is our funding source. It's our, our revenue stream that actually allows us to do the amazing nonprofit work that we do. So our business solutions team that's located upstairs is still in essence um, working with uh, credit unions and banks and cities and auto dealers. And they um, retain customers and uh, Basically, we get um, paid off of working with Equifax um, in order to give credit reporting to all of those um, business entities that I just discussed with the banks and the credit unions. Mm -hmm. So without them, um, it would be difficult to do what we do. So they are crucial to what we do. All right. Well, I think you nailed all four of them. Um, <laughs> so I have a question about that. So you have these four uh, different uh, business units. Yes. As a new person coming into your role, how, what's your sort of philosophy for learning all of them and then eventually managing them? <laughs> you know, um, it's the same thing I probably um, coach my teams on. So you have one day at a time and you bite off what you can chew that day and you go home and you spend time with your family. However it is you need to relax and you come back the next day and you bite off a little bit more. What's that old phrase? You cannot eat an elephant all in one shot. You have to eat in one piece at a time. So, you know, that's exactly with these four business models. It's um, trying to learn as much as I can in each day. I take a lot of notes each day and I, I enter them into my, my laptop every evening and I read back through them, um, try to remember and um, do that every day. So what we'll be engaging in um, through Retail Alliance, which will be really fun, is we're going to be taking a look at each of these models and then planning, doing some strategic planning on the back end as we head into 2023. And then um, most likely we will end up unveiling, you know, maybe some new pathways for, um, for a couple of these business models and what that might look like. And maybe some new member services, who knows? Um, we're gonna be actually engaging our members, which I look forward to hearing what they have to say. So um, we'll make sure that we reach out when that, that time comes. Mm -hmm. So are you, what, that was one thing was that you just gave an indication of, of advice that you would give to your employees about taking off, you know, one bite at a time. Yeah. What would you say, considering, you, you know, we sort of work for you, uh, is your leadership style with, mm -hmm. because this is a bigger team than I think you've had in your previous role. It is. 
It so is. how do you cope with that? And how, how do you think you're going to cope with all of that? You know, it will be new. I, I look at it a little bit as um, when, even though I had a smaller office when I was over in Gloucester, our, our whole team, the way that I approached it was, was all of our, our members downtown. So we had business owners, we had property owners, I had stakeholders that um, could have even been a passive property owner, or they may have been a collaborative partner like Chamber of Commerce or the EDA. And I, I, I basically valued all of those people as part of my team. So if I look at it that way, my team was very large back then. Um, when I was over there in Gloucester. And I, I view it the same way here, but in all honesty, I love a collaborative atmosphere. Um, even if my door is closed, it's open. So, you know, I always want someone to feel comfortable to come in and talk to me, give me new ideas. My ideas are just that, they're ideas. And I believe it should be a team effort and a collaborative effort. And one of the things I firmly believe in is that, you know, you're, you're never done learning. Um, I'm never finished learning. I think that's probably what makes one of the strongest teams is when you can empower the people that work with you and for you. I, I like to think they work with me and um, find ways that they can learn new things or be better at their job, whether it's professional development or it's taking a quick course online, or maybe it's just linking them up with someone who's doing their job at a, at a higher level and learning from them and letting them bring that back down to our team. So I always um, encourage, encourage more learning um, and collaborative atmosphere. So I guess I'd probably say my leadership style is somewhat coaching because I, I like to see people grow um, and become better. In terms of your business goals, I mean, you've mentioned a few things that you're going to do. Do you have, uh, you mentioned like strategic planning for the business mm -hmm. units like, throughout like this year and well, ongoing, obviously. But do you have some very short-term versus long-term goals in mind? You know, I, I'd like to say not right now, because I, I think that would be premature for me to say I'm going to go do X, Y, and Z when I don't feel like I've yet wrapped my arms around it. Um, I definitely want to be able to wrap my arms around each business model and, and frankly, each department. And, and again, you know, learning from, from, from you guys. So, so from the Kylie's and the Joey's and the Abby's and the comms team and, you know, Beth and the membership and the guys upstairs doing business solutions. I think it's really important for me to number one, understand and learn and immerse before I begin to make too many plans going forward. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you plan to get out on the road with some of our members? And if so, what yes. do you think you can help them with? Yes, um, that's one of the things I really enjoy the most is engaging with our members. It's really difficult for us to know how we'll serve them unless we engage with them. Mm -hmm. So, and I think it's important for, for actually all of us to do that. So not just um, our membership advisors where it's their daily job, but for all of us to take that time to get out and, um, and talk to each one of them. It's those, those intimate conversations that happen organically that you mm -hmm. tend to really pull the most information from that's helpful. Um, and they come up with some really great ideas. They're not entrepreneurs for nothing, right? Um, they're the ones who are, you know, the super creative and out of the box thinking sort. So we, we want their opinions and their, we want their opinions. I want their input. Mm -hmm. For sure. Joey, is there something else you wanted to ask? Uh, no, I'm still thinking of some questions. Not right now, Kyla, what do you have? Okay. Um, well, when you came on board, 
from, uh, from the Retail Alliance perspective for the nonprofit association side, there mm -hmm. is a lot of member benefits that we have. Yeah. What would be the most valuable that you think a member could take advantage of? Well, that's a really good question. Yeah. I would say there, there's probably a couple. Um, I believe if you haven't gone through the CROPS class, which is that Center for um, Retail Operations Certificate, no matter where you're at in your business, where if you've got a manager um, who you've just brought on, put them through it. This can be for staff too. It doesn't have to be for, for business owners. And it helps, particularly if you do send your staff through it, it helps them have more buy-in to what it is you're doing and probably a better understanding of, of what it is to actually run a business. So most people, when they're hiring their staff, they don't maybe, again, we were talking about the learning and that professional development. So think in terms of if you're a business owner sending your staff, you're investing in them, which hopefully that return on investment is them investing more in what you're doing in your business. So I think that's probably one of the really definitive perks of being a member um, that I'm hoping people will really start to take quite a bit of um, you know, time to do. Um, the other is, is really the advocacy piece of it. The fact that we've got um, two highly professional lobbyists um, that are advocating on business owners' behalf at the General Assembly um, mm -hmm. every day is, is really important. I think to my knowledge, I was told there was at one time just um, many, many organizations that offer that. And now there's only um, two that are really left here in the state of Virginia. And so that really says something and how important, you know, we really are. Um, policy can get out of control. And, um, you know, we have to be super careful that we're not, you know, in essence, regulated out of business. Um, so it's really important that we are watchful over business-friendly legislation um, and particularly watchful over legislation that is not so business-friendly. So with the change of uh, governor, there's obviously, you know, a different party in, in government now on a state level. Right, right. That has a direct impact on business and our members in particular. Um, it does. Do you have any ideas of, you know, in terms of things that will impact them or issues that they should be looking at and keeping mm -hmm. on top of? Well, you know, I think that um, one of the things that we, we were in danger of potentially losing here in the state of Virginia. Um, Virginia is, is what is known as a right to work state. And that has also helped catapult us to being one of the top businesses in the country in which to do business. Um, there had been discussions and, and talk at the assembly level as to the fact that, you know, that could potentially be rescinded which would have allowed for micro unions to form in even the smallest of businesses, which could have been a real problem for business owners. Um, you know, we're always having to constantly, you know, figure out how we're not going to be sued, right? And, um, and oftentimes even through, through COVID, there was, you know, de definitively um, some concern about, you know, um, all those safety measures we had to put into place. It was all, also very brand new for everyone. They were afraid of it and they didn't understand it. And then once now we've, we've gotten into doing it, everyone has adjusted to it. But the, the right to work piece of it could have been really um, bad um, for Virginia. And so with the incoming governor, we now know that that's, that's not going to happen. So that was a relief for us. 
Um, you know, minimum wage um, is, is, has gone up um, and continues to rise. And it's interesting, you know, we've even got in this, in this environment that we're in right now where we don't have enough people for whatever reason working. Um, you know, you've even got the Chick-fil-A that's down the street, you know, offering $16 an hour plus benefits and a signing bonus. And when have we ever seen anything like that? Um, at least not in my career. So we are, we are definitively fighting different battles than we have fought before. Yeah. And we believe that with the incoming um, governor, we're hoping that the battles this year might be a little bit less for us. Um, for, for whether you're a Democrat or Republican, um, we, are, we don't sit on one side of the fence or the other as much as we tend and we want to get behind legislation that's going to make our business owners' lives a little bit easier for running their business. Yeah, yeah. that's a great answer, thank you. You mentioned um, minimum wage being an issue. Uh, we all know staffing is an issue. Um, yeah. What, in a very quick wrap up, what do you see the retail environment now versus sort of scenario of us coming out of COVID? <laughs> Are we out? <laughs> Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. A scenario Man. that doesn't mean that, well, know, right? or not coming out of COVID. What do you think yeah. is going to happen? You know, um, it's been interesting. I mean, we've even faced it here. You know, uh, there's been a lot of staffing issues because of um, the Omicron um, variant, for sure. Just because it's been highly contagious. You know, certainly nowhere near um, as making people as sick and, and causing the hospitalizations that we've seen with the Delta variant, the original variant. Mm -hmm. But it's it's wiping out staff. Um, because it is so contagious. And I believe they're, they're projecting towards the end of February that maybe that spike will, will start to decrease. And, and, and God knows, we hope we can start to get back to whatever new normal we will experience. You know, for retail, I think going forward, um, a little bit similar to what it was prior. Um, I believe you're going to see with inflation, goods and services, unfortunately, going to stay high. And an only way that a retailer can absorb that is most likely will be to pass that on to the consumer in some form or fashion. Um, I believe it was the Wharton School of Business has indicated they believe that products and services will run 20 to 25% higher um, once this whole inflation thing is said and done. Um, and I really hope that's say. not the case. Oh. The highest in 40 years, I believe, is yeah. what they're saying. And so that, um, that's something we're going to have to help our retailers um, contend with. And so yet another challenge, um, you know, one of the things going forward, we know we've been facing obviously the um, online component that we've seen grow over the years and all their retail tends to grow. It's probably that online and that e-commerce component that's growing. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I would love to see, and I, I noticed it with my, my small independent retailers in Gloucester and even those across the country that we would talk to, they're still somewhat um, unsure. Of, of going the e-commerce component and trying to manage all that inventory and, and pay for shipping and, and things like that. So these may be challenges that, you know, we as an organization may have to attack and find some creative ways to help them, them work their way through that. Um, that's, that's one of them. I think experiential retail is here to stay. Um, you know, no longer does someone have to come to you because they have to buy your product or your service or whatever it may be, but it's because they now want to. So we have to create that relationship. So it will highly depend on relationship building, um, building that emotional value 
with your customer and, um, and really getting to know them and personalizing and customizing their shopping experience going forward. Excellent. Well, we are running low on time. Jenny, it's been great talking to you. Kylie, do you have any other questions before we end? No, that was really informative. Thank you. It's it been was. nice to get Thanks. your take on, on the retail side of things and get to know you a little bit more. Too. Exactly. Thanks. So let's end on a little bit, um, you know, an exciting note, because we did talk about yeah. some struggles and some challenges. So <laughs> as far as not just working with us in Retail Alliance, what are you most looking forward to about this whole journey and experience you're about to uh, undertake? So um, on the personal side, now I have moved from the country into the city. Uh, so, you know, I feel like the little country mouse moved to the city um, in, that little, in that book, you know, <laughs> and, um, but I'm so enjoying it. I am living down here in Ghent and uh, the walkability aspect, you know, coming from the downtown revitalization world, I'm really thoroughly enjoying that. The restaurants, um, the culture, the arts, um, just being able to take um, my dog out and take a cool walk down to the dog park and let him play loving the neighborhood environment and I only have literally a two minute commute to work oh, so I'm totally nice. down with that yes. that's nice <laughs> that's always that always helps <laughs> yes it does <laughs> all right well thank you so much Jenny thank you I appreciate thank it you. and I, I'm sure I'll see you around I think I know where you work you're right. Happy retailing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You've been listening to the Retail List podcast. If you've enjoyed what you heard, you can find more at retailalliance.com slash retail dash is dash podcast or search YouTube for Retail Alliance. I'm Joey Morgan. And I'm Kylie Ross-Sybert. Thanks for listening.